Welcome to another Inside Lyme podcast with Dr. Daniel Cameron. In this episode, Dr. Cameron will be discussing a case involving a patient who slowly began having difficulties with his balance, who was later diagnosed with Lyme disease. The case was published in the journal BMC Neurology by Jim Singh and colleagues. Thank you, Dr. Cameron, for joining us. And thank you for having me and helping with this discussion, Darlene. Can you tell us a little bit about how um, this man presented? Well, he was 67, and over a three- to four-month period, he complained of balance problems. But when they asked more questions, in addition to his balance, he had some dizziness, problems with his urinary system, with incontinence. He also had trouble concentrating, word-finding, irritability, sore muscles, and morning headaches, and exhaustion. According to the authors, this slow onset of progressive balance problems, dizziness, urge feelings, neck soreness, and cognitive problems was the kind of problems one might see if somebody has normal pressure hydrocephalus. Can you tell us what normal pressure hydrocephalus is? Normal pressure hydrocephalus, sometimes called NPH, is a problem that's commonly seen in geriatrics. When I was young, I used to be a geriatric specialist. At that time, I had people with this kind of pressure. Even though it was normal, for some reason, the ventricles would be enlarged. That ventricle is a kind of a chamber in the middle of the brain. And even though the pressure was normal, that ventricle would expand and it would lead to a particular disease called normal pressure hydrocephalus normal pressure hydrocephalus, it can lead to dementia. And my first introduction to normal pressure hydrocephalus were people who had dementia. How long has this condition been around for? The authors said it's been described in 1965. And what was remarkable about it is even though there was more fluid in the ventricles, when you do a spinal tap, you actually have normal pressure. That is, you put a needle in the back And instead of just drawing fluid out of the back, they actually can measure what kind of pressure there is. When they originally described it, it had cognitive decline, which is why it's often seen as a cause of dementia. There's also urinary incontinence, which is part of that uh, neurologic condition. There's gait disturbance. My most memorable patient that I had with normal pressure hydrocephalus had a broad, wide gait. He could walk, but it was not an easy balance with a wide base gait. It leads to dementia. It actually has a a treatment that's effective. I had another case uh, in my practice in uh, who had had uh, recurrent admissions uh, for dementia, and the neurologist would, the dementia would go away it would recur eventually. So at some point, she had to have surgery to uh, take the fluid out of the brain. They need to take a tube from the ventricles in the brain, pass the tube down through the neck, through the chest, down into the stomach so they can drain this fluid so you don't have to keep tapping tapping the fluid. This way you can... uh, get rid of the problem, and they get rid of the dementia. And this is a Lyme disease patient you're talking about? In 2000, 
they introduced something called secondary normal pressure hydrocephalus. Secondary means it's from something else. It's not your classic garden variety average fluid collection. And how they came to this conclusion for this patient is they did a spinal tap. That's where they found the fluid had white cells called pleocytosis, and they had a positive antibody test in the spinal fluid. The test was uh, positive with uh, more antibodies in the spinal fluid than in the serum. That's where the secondary normal pressure hydrocephalus comes in. Secondary means it could be from something else, and in this case, it could be from Lyme disease. And what what's the what was the treatment for this patient? The authors uh, describe a ten day course of doxycycline, uh, which is not really very long. Uh, lots of times for neurologic problems, at least three to four weeks is prescribed. I always use clinical judgment, and uh, I follow them and in three to four weeks to see how they're doing. Often the neurologic problems continue and I might have to uh, extend the therapy. I might think about intravenous rocephin, which generically is called intravenous ceftriaxone. If I was there, I might've considered using intravenous ceftriaxone because that crosses the blood-brain barrier. And I would have been concerned at the time there might've been a spirochete in the brain and that I would need intravenous antibiotics to get to those spirochetes. Now, in, in this patient's case, he the initial test was an MRI scan. Is that typical for these patients? Yeah, the MRI shows these ventricles are enlarged. And so when you see that enlarged ventricle, you already are starting to think normal pressure hydrocephalus. When they did a spinal tap is that that's when it changed from normal pressure hydrocephalus to secondary normal pressure hydrocephalus. It offered an opportunity to treat differently with a pill rather than surgery. Well, what surgical procedure are you referring to for these patients? Well, in these patients, uh, the surgical procedure is to take a shunt, a tube from the brain through the neck into the stomach. What was the outcome of treatment for this patient? Well, the patient became uh, symptom-free one year after his treatment. His MRI, which originally showed an enlarged ventricle, was now uh, back to normal. So have other cases of this condition been described in the literature? Yes, they have uh, found other causes for secondary normal pressure hydrocephalus which has been seen in Lyme disease. They call it Lyme-induced dementia and also neuropsychiatric problems and neuropsychiatric symptoms of Lyme disease. Have you had many patients, uh, Lyme disease patients, that have had this condition, or is it, is it fairly rare to see? Well, I have a, a practice uh, where people come to my office and get evaluated. Uh, I'm concerned because once somebody has a, a MRI with an enlarged ventricle, and they're told they have normal pressure hydrocephalus, that the doctors might miss a case. In this case, it was fortunate for this man to uh, have a treatable illness, symptoms cleared up, and he had a good outcome. So what would the takeaway be for this case report, in your opinion? Well, this case report reminds us that in any illness that seems pretty straightforward, 
in this case, normal pressure hydrocephalus, or in a lot of other chronic illnesses, that it's worth looking a second time for Lyme disease. This man was fortunate because he had a spinal tap that showed Lyme disease with an elevated uh, white count and elevated antibody. But uh, I think if someone's ill, um, one doesn't always have the luxury of a positive test. Always keep in mind, since Lyme disease can mimic things, keep Lyme disease on the list. Even if one has a reasonably good diagnosis, I would always look a second time. I would include a neurologist in this case or a geriatric doctor. I would always uh, keep Lyme disease in mind for any kind of chronic illness. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Cameron, for joining us and, and going over this topic. And we look forward to speaking again on the next Inside Lyme podcast. Thank you for leading the discussion, darling.